0: On this fifth Thursday in Ordinary Time, let us pray with a reading from the Holy Gospel according to St. Mark. From that place he went off to the district of Tyre. He entered a house and wanted no one to know about it, but he could not escape notice. Soon a woman whose daughter had an unclean spirit heard about him. She came and fell at his feet. The woman was a Greek, a Syrophoenician by birth and she begged him to drive the demon out of her daughter. He said to her, Let the children be fed first, for it is not right to take the food of the children and throw it to the dogs. She replied and said to him, Lord, even the dogs under the table eat the children's scraps. Then he said to her, For saying this you may go. The demon has gone out of your daughter. When the woman went home, she found the child lying in bed and the demon gone. This is the word of the Lord. There is no need to be perfect in order to be salt. There is no need to be enlightened in order to eliminate. St. Paul says, Rather, God chose the foolish of the world to shame the wise, and God chose the weak of the world to shame the strong, and God chose the lowly and despised of the world, those who count for nothing, to reduce to nothing those who are something, so that no human being may boast before God. In its broadest form, Beyond how much faith we may have, even if we have no faith, we can say that all men and women can be light and salt. Every person born to this earth is God's work, is loved by Him, and has in their interior a nucleus of goodness and love that only God knows and which can be placed at the service of others. Every person created by God has something to contribute, something to offer, to eliminate. If we were to reduce the salting and eliminating possibilities just to Christians, we would fall short. Of course, the fact that we have faith, that we believe in Jesus and in his Church, and that we know of his love and his sacraments, and that all this gradually transforms us throughout our lives, admittedly gives us something that others don't have. It gives us a special strength which brings to us the capacity to be heroic, even to the point of martyrdom. However, this does not make us perfect, nor special, nor exclusive. On the contrary, it makes our responsibility even greater. That's why to be light and salt is not to be seen as private property, but as humanity's heritage. All men and women are created to love and be loved, to be salt and light. In today's glimpses of the Gospel, we are given a lesson regarding this topic. A lesson regarding what? There are two main points that specifically come to mind. On the one hand, that Jesus is not our private property. He does not belong to some. He is everybody's and for everybody even though it might sometimes appear to be quite the opposite within the Church. On the other hand, sometimes people we least expect can transform themselves into salt and light for others. We should never reject a person, no matter how different or distant from our reality they may appear to be. Let's return to the first point. We, human beings, easily fall into the error of possession. We take ownership of things, of people, of ideas, of achievements. We love exclusivity. We enjoy sectarianism which can be manifested in many ways. We could speak about this for hours. We find this expressed in different forms and nuances in our very church. It happened in Jesus' lifetime where the disciples and many others often tried to show they owned Jesus. However, Jesus always avoided this. It's a big temptation to want to own what makes us feel good and to desire that good just for us or expect that everybody does the same thing we do. It happens both ways. Those who have got to know Jesus in one place, in one community, make of that place and community their own exclusive kind of niche where only those who more or less look or act like them are allowed to enter. How sad it is when we surround Jesus with our own ideas and prevent others from experiencing the same thing, but in their own way. The other extreme is fanaticism. If they don't do the same thing I do, if they don't know Jesus within my church group, my parish or retreat, they will barely be able to understand anything and therefore will not be able to know Jesus. What arrogance! What narrowness of heart! Secondly, we must remember that sometimes those who we least expect can be salt and light, while those of us who believe we are closer can become bureaucrats of faith out of prejudice. This happens due to the number of conditions and obstacles we place, which in the end make following, knowing and loving Jesus just another chore controlled by some who make the rules, which others must adhere to without freedom. In order to follow Jesus you must do this or that, you have to... and so on and so forth. We tell others what path to take. Sometimes it's even worse. To talk about Jesus, you must be like this, or like that, do it this way, or that way, fill in this form, or the other. As if, in order to be salt and light, you should present your resume, a certificate of good behaviour, a Christian DNA, which must obviously look very much like ours. As Pope Francis says, grace is more important than all the bureaucracy. So many times we people of the church are a factory to create obstacles so people can't arrive at grace. Something to think and pray about. Well, if you are still in doubt regarding what the truth of the gospel is regarding this subject, without putting aside all the other truths it contains, and without relativizing what Jesus teaches, I would propose that you go back and listen to today's text a pagan woman who becomes salt and light when she approaches an apparently harsh Jesus, to whom Jesus ends up giving what she needed and asked for. In conclusion, Jesus is not the property of some. Jesus helps us see plenty of kindness beyond our four walls, beyond our own noses, even beyond the church. May we have a good day. And may the blessing of our merciful God, the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit descend upon our hearts and remain with us always.